This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hello and welcome to Front Office Features. I am Rob Crane here with Chris Valente. Chris, we can finally, finally, finally announce our news. We can stop teasing this and, and actually come through. We have an announcement. We have an announcement. Uh, drum roll, please. We have been picked up by a podcast network in Blue Wire Pods. We have made the big time. We are part of a freaking podcast network. A great one, too. Blue Wire is gigantic. Holy cow, Chris. Uh, I brought a couple things to celebrate. Uh, some yellow starburst. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's the worst <laughs> thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> just as a symbol. I don't really want to eat them. I just brought because there's a there's a jar of Starburst upstairs that my wife has put out, and there's pretty much nothing about yellow left because, again, who the hell eats them? Yeah, so I brought gross. them as a sim- as a symbol to our success. <laughs> I'm going to say um, that's the funniest thing that has happened to me today. There we go. And then uh, some Basil Hayden's whiskey to cheers to you, my friend. And I've got your... a polar seltzer. I'd love to have a, a whiskey, but it is upstairs, and I'm not going upstairs. On brand for your polar park, but yes, congratulations. Uh, this is all stems from you. your idea. And your baby, so we can talk about how this all came to fruition and, and kind of is surreal still that we were negotiating and signing contracts to join a network that has Baron Davis and Greg Olson and Ian Happ as part of it. Right. And also, you've already been a guest on one of the podcasts that they have, uh, the, the big movie podcast, right? Yeah, of course. You have the movie guy on the movie podcast, and this is how these things work. That I mean, you could clearly see they're a legit network when they have you on as their <laughs> guest to discuss movies. But being a part of a podcast network uh, was never something that I ever thought in a million years when we were here in September. But to, to go behind the scenes a little bit, you're the one who got connected with Blue Wire and you're it, the one who kind of led this whole thing. I was just kind of a passenger in this car. So it started off, so Joshua Duboff, who is an alumni from UMass, had reached out to me just to catch up. And just we were just kind of shooting the shit, which I'm in trouble already because Zach listens. And I got in trouble I whole car ride down for all the cursing I've done in our podcast the past couple you're, weeks. You're okay. Anyways, so he introduced me to Kevin Jones, who is the CEO founder of Blue Wire Pods. We were just kind of talking, introducing ourselves to each other. I was more curious of what he was doing. Obviously, we're in the same field, was picking his brain. And it turned out that I convinced him enough that what we were doing sounded enticing to bring us into their their network of podcasts. And it moved fairly quickly from there where we started negotiating what would be the new deal that we signed as a contract for a year. We joined Blue Wire for a year. And uh, we have turned over the keys. 
in a sense, but we also control all the content. We still own front office features and we will be working with these guys to help grow this network and be part of a bigger family. So How about this shit? We're like a thing. We're like a thing. I know. It doesn't make it's it started in my basement and now we're did, signing contracts. And uh it's awesome. It's really it's surreal. It's really cool and uh really I'd say for both of us, proud, proud moment. It is a proud, proud moment. I never in a million years thought we'd be part of a podcast network. I just thought that like we talked about it, it said on the first one. It's like if we help one person, eh, great. Right, but this. I is, mean, Megan Rapinoe is on this. Is in this network, like this, the U.S. Olympic gold medal, everything. Like we are, we are the big time. Right. If you go to BlueWirePods.com, um, you'll see all the different podcasts they have. All different sports, um, all kinds of different uh, topics. You know, they've got things that are specifically about teams. Uh, they've got things that are about fantasy sports. They've got um, you know all kinds of different things but what they didn't have was kind of something that we do right we kind of talk sports business we also talk uh you know obviously our i always say our mission is to help uh up-and-coming sports executives start and grow their careers i think that is in a nutshell what we do and it's been they have nothing they have, they have nothing like that till us and i don't i still i still i still don't think there's anybody out there who does anything remotely close to what we do. And No, no, no. And I think because we're also at a different level too, right? There's no one usually at our level. Well, we know there's no one at our level with our experience of combined 34, 35 years doing this too, right? So that's a huge difference if someone's trying to do it earlier on. Right. But you put the two of us together, we have a pretty – like if you put our – if you combined your and I's resume, we would be a CEO of something. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, we would be a CEO, CEO of something. I don't know. Well, we're <laughs> Something. Something. I don't know. We'll fit, why aren't we that – they're like the CEOs of this. Well, you're, you can you can you we're co-founders. Co-founders. We can we can start giving ourselves titles if we want. Why not? No, I want nothing to do with that. Titles are free. No one should ever negotiate for a title because they don't really matter. No, they don't matter. Uh, it's, especially since we have a zero dollar salary, so the title really doesn't matter. Zero dollars <laughs> more is zero dollars. Ha- ha- but no, this is this is great, man. Like I, 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 the whole process, like I said, has been surreal to be now part of a gigantic network like them. I mean, I mean, I've been watching and following Kevin now since we started that conversation. He's been in Forbes talking about this. He's raised money from from Series A funding, Blue Wire Pods. He's he's onto something, and he, he if you read the backstory of how this all started, it's pretty fascinating. He saw a white space similar to how you and I started this podcast, and has grown it exponentially. I mean, when you have Greg Olson, Baron Davis, Megan Rapinoe, Ian Happ, those are legit names that you're talking about in the sports field. Former athletes who are on his network, and it's, I think it's just going to keep growing because this podcast world keeps growing, and it's it's just. It's it's an honor and it's really cool and so again cheers to you for coming cheers. up with this idea that cheers to you with this was quickly it wasn't even a year not even a year and not we're already year. we're already we're in the black and we're on another network so it's it's cheers uh, it's unbelievable it's unbelievable and um we deserve very little credit it is the uh, it is our listeners I honestly you know this is no this is no BS is it is our listeners um, who have. Uh, listened and shared and um, you know have been engaging with our content um, it is people like uh, Michael Scott you know I mean Mike came in and 
asked to take over our social, right? Because we were two idiots doing it. And uh, I don't know. It, it, it's just there's been just been awesome and all the guests and it's like this is cool and like being part of something bigger um is just different i just like it's mind-blowing like melts my face um that this is even a thing and that people like hearing us talk it just is i don't know i've told you this whole thing i find this an unbelievable stress relief when i do when i talk about this is like you and I talked earlier today about deals that are going south and a million problems that are going on. And it's like COVID, like all this stressful stuff. And then I come on here and I think none of that stuff. And it just kind of happens. And this is just so much fun. Uh, I am so am thankful for all the people who listen. Um, and we anticipate growing this like crazy. We just beat our biggest month ever. By 25%, like, we demolished it. And we missed a couple of interviews that week. Uh, And it's been great. It's been great. It's been great. Holy shit, it's been great. 37 countries. 49 states. We still need Alaska. Bastards are hanging on. Ah, Blue Wire will get us Alaska. That that will get us Alaska. But, yeah, no, again, a huge, huge, like you said, thank you to our listeners. I mean, you and I talked to two of them today, right? We put our money where our mouth is, where we told people, look, if you want to reach out and get advice from directly from us, do it. I had prepped someone who was ironically about to talk to Casey Katowski for an interview right after me. Oh, there you go. Because they listened to our podcast and reached out to Casey to get introduced, and now they're interviewing with him. Uh, You talked to another listener as well. So, look, it's... It's been like uh, the only word I can still use is surreal. The like you said, the fact that we have fans, this many loyal supporters, we're one of the top downloaded podcasts for sports business in the country, which blows my mind. In the world, I guess you could say. Uh, so it's it's awesome. So cheers, 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 cheers to Michael. Like you said, thank you so much for all your help in getting us here, and uh, the rocket ship, baby. We're on all, it. All aboard. That was our uh, all aboard was our um, was our tagline in Scranton when we changed our name to the Rail Riders. The Rail Riders, yeah. And all all aboard. It was our groundskeepers idea. Oh. So we were in like that's a, not typically where you get the ideas from. Nope. It was all aboard, and it's just like we were in a big room, and we were brainstorming what's our tagline for the first year, and you know there's a million different ideas. The marketing team was talking about stuff. The sales guys were talking about those. The community relations. And then the groundskeeper just goes, what about all aboard? And it was like, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Everyone, like, that instant. Everybody out. You're all fired. <laughs> that instant, it was like, that's the smartest thing anyone said today. And that's what it stuck. All aboard. I, I really don't want these yellow starbursts, so I'm going to put them over here. Well, this, that's oh, because you have taste buds and you're this, not be a, symbol. a psychopath. This will be a symbol of where we came from. but uh, And I hope that drink is stirred, not shaken. It is It is not shaken. It is definitely... It's not even stirred. It's just straight it's straight whiskey. Uh, oh, so good. Don't bruise the booze. Be, uh, speaking of podcasts, so driving down to New Jersey pe- this past week, yeah, I posted that video. I, I asked my son, do you want to listen to like Disney? Some He goes, I want to listen to your podcast. And he was like three behind. So he, he, was, to about. he was three behind. He, <laughs> he was. Says, Dad, I got to catch so, up. We haven't gotten the last Tuesday's episode. I'm so four. I put on the, I start the, like Rachel was in like the middle of one of them. And so I hit play. He goes, no, 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 you got to start over. Cause he wants to hear them. He loves the music. The music loves, is solid. 
loves the music. So I had to start it all over. Rachel's like, oh, I've already bow, heard it. Bow, <laughs> bow, 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 yep. One of the one of the three podcasts, I forget which one it was, you mentioned his name. You say Zach's my like biggest fan. Yeah. And the smile on his face <laughs> was like it was unbelievable. He was so proud. He's like, I'm in the podcast. <laughs> Rob said my name. <laughs> like I, it was. I crushed the four-year-old demographic. The four-year-old <laughs> rush. He was. He. You might as well have been. I don't even know. Walter Cronkite saying his name <laughs> on a broadcast because he was as over the moon that he heard Zach from not me but from Rob. Uh, and Zach. So he, he, Zach he is my boy. Clearly, I, really? I, I. I don't know. It was not about me at all. It was literally here. He was like. The smile on his face was ear to ear, so that makes me you know, smile. Your, your number one fan is my four-year-old son, which I, I don't know what that says to our demographic, but <laughs> we're making somebody happy. <laughs> I'm so glad Zach enjoys it. What is Emma? Emma can't hand, doesn't comprehend yet. Emma wants nothing to do with dad or the podcast, so <laughs> she went to sleep, and Zach stayed up the whole way down listening to the podcast. Oh, geez. three hours of front office That's features. Really cool. That's cool. Well, loves the music. Loves the music. Yeah, makes me start it over. The um, so where did you find? Oh, let's talk about where did you find that song? How did you choose that song? So that was you. Great question. The um, so I was when I was trying to get this podcast off the ground. Right, it was all summer of last year, and our um, PA announcer is in the radio business and was talking about podcasts and I would just go and brainstorm about him because I would also ask him about production. He's the one that helped me with like the hosting site and like I would just talk to him about it. And he goes, you're going to need some like background musics and background sounds and that kind of stuff. I was like, oh yeah, I guess I am, right? Because I had no idea what the hell I was doing. And then he goes, go to YouTube. It's got this YouTube studio beta something or other and I went there and it's got like thousands of different like instrumental songs like our song and I must have listened to 200 of them and and you found this one and I and I found it like it just kept going back and I just really liked it and uh it it's, seemed I, like it, the perfect intro song of all time so podcast it's, right it just it's per- I, I I I didn't know that story uh, but I love art. I, when I hear it, I get like fired up when I'm walking to the grocery store. <laughs> it has a, so one of the things that it had is it has like a great start and it's kind of like boom, bow, and then like has a really good guitar and then yeah. also ends really well. So at the end of the podcast, it like ends and it like ends with like a thumped kind of noise and it just is good underneath. I just, it was, it was like the it's a banger, shining, baby. It's so it a like, banger. Listen to this one. So yeah, that's how I got it. Is in, in YouTube, shout out uh, uh, Ben DeCastro, our PA announcer. Uh, he's the one that uh, he's the one. I was that gonna put say, did you, did you just give YouTube a shout out? I think people know who YouTube. No, <laughs> you I said Ben DeCastro. I gave a shout out. Yeah, 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 no. Um, if I gave yeah. YouTube a shout out, then <laughs> shout out to YouTube guys. <laughs> Nobody's this is a site no one's YouTube, ever heard of right? YouTube. Uh, but yeah, so hey. We finally gave the announcement. I will also say before we talk about some real sports business here, we get a we you and I both get a gigantic F for homework. We're terrible students. We did not do our Pearl Jam homework. Not that anyone probably cares, but I don't care. I on- care. I care more about no. this, but I like, haven't had <laughs> had the time. I literally 
my I, I've shown you this. I had one the other day. I had meetings. Literally, I had like thirteen meetings from eight thirty or something like that till six thirty at night, and then play with my daughter for a little bit, and then from like eight thirty to eleven, I'm doing the emails from the day of. It's like, what is going on with today? Uh, yeah, I see your calendar, and it it defies what most people in our industry are currently dealing with, which is trying to find stuff to fill their day with. Oh, before we keep going, time out. We probably should even rewind and start over because we're going to get in trouble. There's two other people we have to thank. Our our wives? Yeah, for letting us do this and come down here (laughs) (laughs) once or twice a week. We've never met, by the way, because we've done this and it's like COVID happened. We we were planning to like go to dinner and that kind of stuff and then like – not, didn't happen. We were talking. We exchanged dates for Mar- in March to we like because I was March, in spring and training. COVID happened, and we, and we were like, "Oh, how about this Saturday?" And we were like, "Oh, we can't because the whole world shut down." But let's just give it two weeks; it'll be fine then. But <laughs> a big thank you, especially to your pregnant wife. Which I mean, what are we? Three weeks three away now. Four weeks, weeks away, and three the baby away. is big. Uh, so <laughs> I have a feeling I've been telling her this that it's coming early. And, don't uh, don't don't! I tell you to get off that train because if it doesn't, you're even in more trouble. Because now you've you've why? you've you've overpromised, underdelivered, literally. So just, <laughs> but I just can't do off. anything. I'm just giving my opinion. We should. Yeah, I, no, no. I, the, and, when the doctors, so I, I've even learned this. So like I had friends who like the doctors, like oh you're gonna go early and then, and then it doesn't happen. The woman is not happy because again, you've told them the baby's coming and when it doesn't, bad idea. So stop saying that. Here, just here's the advice. deal. Is this a divorceable offense? Of course not. I'm in. I'm in. Uh, I'm in good shape. I'll be fine. But thank you to our wives. Yes. For letting thank us you do to that. our wives, Rachel and Amy. Uh, and, and my yeah. my wife listens a lot. Great job. And she can probably hear this as I am in the basement. So, Amy, thanks for listening. <laughs> number used to be our number used to be your number one fan, and then Zach came along. Yeah, Zach's a much uh, bigger fan than Amy's. What about Maddie? Is she a, is she a hardcore front office feature listener? She likes to hear. She likes this. I want to hear Daddy talk. That's yeah. That's that's Daddy's podcast. So, all right. Well, let's get into what we started this podcast for and have some conversation. So, I have a question for you because this is right up in your wheelhouse and yeah. your world. Shoot, buddy. What the hell is going on with minor league baseball and the negotiation restructuring? Uh, good question. Um, so they like basically, and I don't know anything from the inside. I read the Baseball America article, and so. Let's rewind this a little bit to level set kind of where everybody's going. There is an agreement between Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball called the PBA, the Professional Baseball Agreement, that weds Minor League Baseball and Major League Baseball, basically saying that the Major League teams will provide the Minor League teams with players and coaches and training staff, and the Minor League teams will provide them uh, a place to play that uh, is safe and well lit and all that good stuff. And, uh, you know, then they split costs and everything, uh, some costs forever, uh, you know, some costs, uh, like, uh, balls and bats. And then the minor league team has to pay for, you know, our people like me, salespeople and that kind of stuff. And, um, so that basically is the deal, right? That's what that is. Mm-hmm. That deal expires at the end of September, which is coming pretty soon. Not good timing right now, by the way. Not great. Um, and they have been negotiating for months, years, years, I would say years, 
Pat O'Connor, one of our first interview uh, interviews. So go back and listen to Pat. We interviewed Pat. I interviewed Pat in September of uh, of 2019 when they were just really kind of ramping things up. So he talks through this whole thing. So go listen to Pat's uh, Pat's episode. And they had this negotiating team of like minor league baseball owners who were going through this. And all of a sudden, they changed everybody. They just said, like, nope, we're changing everybody. Um, and it seems to me that there was a, this is just opinion. I know nothing. Opinion. It seems to me that they were trying to have, the previous one wanted to, like, maybe, I don't know if minor league baseball, who knows what would happen if it would be a subsidiary of major league baseball. And I don't, you know, something wouldn't have surprised me if that was the case. This one seems like it wants the, the people here want to keep minor league baseball kind of separate, right? Because minor league baseball has its own offices and headquarters and they deal with all like the umpires and they've got their own staff, kind of like major league baseball has their own staff. And I think they want to maybe keep it separate, right? So it's just an interesting dynamic and that's just opinion from a outside person, right? I know, Nothing on the inside. Uh, I know. I don't even know who's on the negotiating team. Uh, I know some, but um, uh, I, I don't want to. You know, I, I'm not trying to get in trouble here either. Uh, but <laughs> our first podcast on our new network. Well, yeah, that was fun. The Blue Wire thing lasted <laughs> one. Um, but I don't know. So for me, it just was like when I saw that, I was kind of taken aback. And it might be the smartest thing in the history of the world. Um, to do but it's like changing negotiation team when you're a month away interesting right i don't i, I don't want to be positive or negative towards it it did grand at the end of the day i just want a deal done as a guy who works you know have made my 16 year career in minor league baseball uh i just want a deal done and um because i just want to kind of move forward However that it looks, you know, we'll make the adjustment and obviously we want to make it that's equitable. And, you know, I can understand where Major League Baseball is coming from. You know, some of the um, facility standards need to be, you know, uh, obviously totally changed. Um, Facility standards being like what a ballpark has to provide. Um, And because I've been in some bad ones. Um, Yeah, there are some atrocities. I mean, that's what... Like I lived there. I worked Worcester, in ba- Worcester's Feral Cats. Gold standard. Fer- Feral Cats. Feral Cats. Yeah. Feral Cats. <laughs> All comes back to uh, Feral back Feral Cats. Um, so, I don't know. I uh, I'm anxious to see how it all ends up. I'm anxious to see. I just want it to be. Uh, you know, here's an example of why I want it to be done. Right. This is small potatoes in the grand scheme of things. Totally small potatoes. I get it. I don't have a schedule for next. We don't have a schedule for next year. Yeah, that's a that's a problem. It's a huge problem. Um, so, like, we don't know so what does. It, do you think Major League Baseball has all the leverage right now? I don't see how Minor League Baseball has any of the leverage. Well, it's weird, right? Because you think about it. so, from a financial standpoint, I, I got to imagine Minor League Baseball is in trouble based on not having a season. Yep. But there's a symbiotic relationship there. Like, you, Major League Baseball needs minor league baseball like right i think one of the things i think there's the biggest change so uh, a little sorry to interrupt but 
way back when, all of the major league affiliates owned their minor league teams. And then they felt like they were more of a pain to deal with than they were worth, so they sold them for pennies. Now teams are selling for tens of millions of dollars. Right. So I think that the there's more money involved, and money changes everything. Um, so it's now more major league teams are starting to buy minor league teams while they also want to have more control in regards to things like facility standards, right? The Yankees owned uh, a large portion of the Scranton club that I was the team president for. Not to make the money, because in all honesty, I think the money was more pennies to them than it was anything else, but they wanted to make sure that they had a, a loud voice in the discussion in regards to this facility standards at PNC Field. Does that make sense? Well, that's how I ended up in the AHL. Because when I was with the Devils, Lou Lamorello, the GM, wanted and he was they were the first NHL team to buy their AHL franchise, and he wanted the full control. So when we went in there, the locker rooms were completely renovated. The ice standards had to be up to par. Like we brought in the NHL experts to make sure the Zamboni was running at the right temperature because of the what. How, so by doing that, he started off this. I think now it's up to almost fifteen or sixteen NHL teams who own their AHL team. To your point, it's not about money at all because it isn't. It's about controlling the standards set forth for your top prospects to make sure that they're being treated fairly and also uh, focused on hockey versus some of the other stuff that probably an affiliate would make them go do, right? So yeah. it's it was, it was a big switch and a big change when we bought that. That's how I ended up going to the HL is because we wanted that full autonomy to be able to tell our players, this is the standard we're setting for you. We want you to be able to have it transition easily from here to when you get called up, it's not all of a sudden this world of difference, right? Because it's a psychological big thing too for someone to get called up. If all of a sudden you go from like your point, you've seen shoes floating down That's <laughs> the, right. the, the, the locker room to now you're playing in Yankee Stadium where you're playing in like this mecca place, it doesn't really correlate and the guy is completely out of sorts. So yeah. It, the, and it doesn't I, even I make sense understand. if they played in college. Like they went to University of Florida or Miami or something and now they have to go to Battle Creek? Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> right? So I get it. Like, And that team had, like, you know, Wade Davis was all, was one of our pitchers, right? And he's a, he's a stud closer to, the, to this day. So uh, I don't know. That was one of the things that, you know, won't lead SportsCenter, but was definitely like, huh. It's more of a lead SBJ in our world, sports mm-hmm. business. That's who cares about that. Like, right. it's not going to make a difference in the it's, – it's not going to change – the play on the field. So your point, like the sports center doesn't care about that. It's I just got about- a, I just got a, uh, a message by the way, uh, on Instagram that, uh, Kevin Jones, you know, the, uh, CEO of blue wire. Yes. Uh, just Familiar. followed our, uh, uh, of, uh, blue wire podcast just started following us. So, Hey, that's good. Uh, I guess the contract got, I guess, yeah, I got guess the ink is now <laughs> dry. Uh, so yeah, no, uh, that was interesting sports news. Uh, unfortunate news came out in the past, I think, I forget, 24, 48 hours now. What? Uh, MSG. Uh, yeah. M- massive layoffs with, of some people who have been there for a long time, some people who have been there not so long, but 350 people now on the open free agent market. So this goes to where we talk about standing out is going to be key because CAA has laid people off. AEG has laid people off. MSG has laid people off. The talent pool is growing. I had a conversation with someone from uh, Marquee Sports, who's actually a front office feature listener, 
Tyler Nelson, who was telling me they can't keep up with the amount of people reaching out to them looking for opportunities. And it now more than ever, you're going to have to rely on help, patience, networking. I, you bring up a good word, patience. It, so I was talking to we talked I was talking to one of a front office feature listener today, and uh, his name was Caleb, and Caleb was telling me about all these things that he's doing, all the people that he's talking to, um, everything that he was trying to put in, all the effort that he was putting in, and he was basically like, I don't have a job, what do I do? And it's like, I am worried that the great people like Caleb that I was talking to who've been working their ass off and at no fault of their own haven't been able to get a job excuse me that they're going to run out of patience and say F it I'm going to go do something else and God that would suck well here's a great that's a great topic so I talked to Sarah Kendall this week as well who reached out to me hi Sarah she was she's faced with this dilemma there's an opportunity for her potentially from a full-time role that's around the sports world, but her her fear was, and she asked this question, will it be held against me right now no. if I took a role in this profession that isn't necessarily what I want to do? And I was like, look, Sarah, in normal times, I would tell you potentially, depending on what you decided to go do. Right now, if anyone held it against anybody for trying to survive and make right. a paycheck when msg like i just said msg caa ag are laying people off what are you supposed to do right yeah you right. have to work you have to live so if you could so my advice to her was look the job that you're looking at is still within the realm of sports not just not with a team not with a league not the traditional sense that she's looking for if you can go get that role and then continue doing stuff on the side that can still align you with what you want. She wants to be in community relations, right? So you can still go work with charities. I know it's all very tough to do anything on site. I got an it. idea. Our go next ahead. big announcement. That's that's true. She's going to be very... We should ask her for help with that, which we will announce. So we'll tease another one. We will announce next week our next big announcement. Right. Maybe so, in a separate podcast. I think, yeah, we'll just do a really quick short. We're yeah, announcing right. this because it it's going to impact everyone who's a listener. And we're going to want everyone's help. Whether it be, we'll talk about that. Right, we we're, we're on topic. I'm sorry, I, I'm like the. Uh, I've seen a clip of it. I've never seen the movie of uh, where the it's like a Disney movie, and it's like a blue dog, and they go oh, squirrel, God. Where, squirrel. Where, where where are we going with squirrel? <laughs> squirrel. Um, that's me. Oh, what movie is that? I think Up. Yes, Up. I've it never up. seen the You're movie, but sad people tell movie. me that very all sad. Time. Very it's a sad, sad movie. movie. Oh yeah, it's a very sad movie. I don't want so, to. Why would so, anyone watch a sad movie? I don't want to see sad movie. It's, this it's, is why movies are ridiculous. Why the hell would anyone want to watch? Let me, all right, let me go watch a sad movie. So happy ending, happy ending, but it's it's pretty sad. Like horror movies. Who would ever be like, that's cool? It's not that cool. Horror movies are scary, and scary things suck. I, I don't want nothing to do with any <laughs> You can't even judge a horror movie because you've probably never even seen one. That's neither here nor there. But why would anyone? <laughs> the premise, the premise is ridiculous to me. Some people like that. I can understand uh, liking comedies. I like to laugh. Nice, good. I like. So why don't you watch them? Huh? So why don't you watch one? Because I don't care that much. Anyway, go ahead. 
What are we talking about? Sarah Kendall. Oh, we're we're talking about everyone out there right now, either whether you just became unemployed or you're looking for a role, you're young. The word we're going to go back to here is patience, but you also have to be strategic in what you're going to do. You have to survive. So while everyone else, what this is going to do, and we've talked about this a while, a lot of folks that are our age, if if you're faced with a situation to, to make a mortgage payment, pay for your kids, you're going to have to go find something else to do. And a lot of us aren't going to come back. I think you talked about the guy who was in group sales for 20 years and decided yeah, to go out and sell mortgages. If he decides that he one day wants to come back, no one can hold it against him, right? Like, people right. have to pay their bills and you have to live your life. This is unprecedented circumstances. Just go do what you need to do to survive while keeping in touch with the industry and trying to do something on the side that's going to give you a story to tell when that, that time comes for that next interview. But yeah, I off the table completely off the table are the days of saying well you know you just bailed on the industry and you went and did something else like no no go do something else and live your life like yeah. you have to there was a pandemic damn it uh, no, it was there's still a pandemic right it's getting worse i can't go to massachusetts anymore i know what are you, what are you gonna do you're, you're locked out you're, you're blocked from coming to your own new stadium i am i, I don't know what to do <laughs> i really don't uh so uh, as of august what's friday 7th Friday, uh, yeah. Rhode Island residents can't go to Massachusetts unless I got I quarantine going to and get a negative test. Force that, but I yes, have no idea is, either. Uh, but like Massachusetts residents still can't go to Maine, so I, I don't know. People are going up there. I don't know. I have no idea. How does it work? I don't know. Um, no idea. But anyway, no I idea. I agree with you um, that you can't let that hold. In all honesty, I would almost recommend at sometimes. Like, if you're trying to get into community relations and there's a community relations job at a bank, like, at least you're getting the community experience. or 100%. You know, um, you're doing something, right? We always talk about, go do something. Go do something. I think that's the way to, to go do it. Yeah. I, I, I All those cliches of, oh, you, that all this stuff is off the table right now. Go, go make sure you take care of yourself first and foremost to survive. Like you right. need to make, a, you need to make money. So that's our advice on that and that for everyone out there. And it gave us an idea of, to Sarah to help us. Sarah, we're going to be calling you to help us. Yes. It's time to everyone give back to us now. <laughs> so, <laughs> we're big. We're a big damn deal. Yeah. We're, we're on a network. We're in a network called Blue Wire Pods. What a network called Blue Wire Pods. Isn't that crazy? It is. As we go back to it, well, this is a surreal. It's a surreal podcast. This is now a. It's a thing. Yeah, it's a thing. It's a real. It's a real, real. I'm a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope someone just cuts that audio out right there, and then we just play it on loop. You don't even know what movie that's from. I have no idea. I just thought you said it. From I can say what I can have so many quotes that just go right over your head that you think I'm a genius and comedic. You could think I'm a comedic genius by using movie. Quotes I would smell it out. No I would idea. smell it out. I would. I, I would. You, you would say something like, "That's not from you." Probably. Yeah, that's true. I would say no, no, no. That's not a Chris Valente thing. Michael Scott gave us a good topic to talk about, which is how do you thirty-five minutes talk- into this thing. Yeah, but, uh, hey, look, this is on a <laughs> we'll network. Go we, we, go for, we could go for two hours. Let's go. Let's, it's our first one ever on Blue Wire Pod. <laughs> we got we to give them a good show. Right, we give them a good show. 
the uh, we we talked about networking and and following up. And before I got into my rant to end last week's podcast, yeah, holy cow! One of the yeah, I can go back to that. By the way, every day right to. now, every day of my life, I could go on that rant. Easy, easy killer, easy killer. Let's focus, focus. But Mike Michael asked a great question that I think our listeners, specifically the young ones who are either in their first job or looking to land their first job, how do you stand out in your first job? And he asked it specifically if you go to like a bigger organization like an MSG, FSM, CAA. Yeah. But I, I, I think this can be talked about whether or not you're working for a five-person minor league independent baseball team or working for a big conglomerate because the transition into the real world is tough. Those who stand out typically have a certain quality about them, which we can talk about. But let's you, you see way more entry-level folks probably in your past five, six years. What qualities do you see in those folks that makes you go, that person's going to be a superstar or rock star in this industry? I'm going to start the opposite way. What not to do? <laughs> kind of. This goes, this whole thing about what to do when you're just, you know, you're, it's like day one or, you know, the first year or whatever. It goes one of my cardinal rules, Chris. One of my cardinal rules in life. I think I know it. I think I know it by now. Don't be that guy. Or girl. Or girl. And this is one of those ones where it's like, you want to prove yourself so bad. It's like, I want to go do this and... And like you almost want to pump yourself up a little bit. I would also say this isn't just for first just getting started. This is also like maybe if you change jobs uh, that you're trying to prove yourself, right? Like, let me show you how good I am because they just hired me. I'm going to, it's like chill, right? I think some of the best people go in and when they're given the task that they're trying to do, that whatever the expectations are, that you look higher, that your expectations are higher so that when you're given that task and it could be a mundane task it could be you know whether it's a sales goal uh or it's a community relation endeavor that you're trying to uh to put in place look bigger and uh and i think that if you're able to execute that your your actions are going to speak a hell of a lot more than hey look at me went back in my place i used to do x y and z and blah 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 blah. don't be a douche and if you can just be yourself and go do your thing and go do it well, man, people are going to, to love you. Yes. Don't be that guy and don't be that gal. Specifically when you first come in an organization about bragging. I, I, that, that drives, drives me crazy. That drives me crazy. Like what, what you did in college or like, listen. It's like the guy who goes to college. You ever see the freshman walking around with their high school letter jacket? Yeah, yeah. I already don't <laughs> like that guy or, or gal. Whatever that you're doing and you're wearing your high school gear, like, stop it. You, you, you don't be a baby anymore. Sorry. Because different rant. No, it, it's most people, like, you, there's no bars on your sleeves, right? You, you go into an office, everyone's done something to get to the, the rights to be in that front office. So yep. everyone's accomplished something. Everyone's had either a massive sale they know someone who knows someone who knows someone no one cares who you know or what blah 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 blah, blah. like your stories it's not story time it's time to go to work what i found from my perspective is the people who early on in their career who come in don't like, this actually goes back to patience all of a sudden they're wondering what what's the next right 
they just get in the door and they're like, well, when's the next, when am I getting promoted? When am I getting my raise? Yeah, What's the, what job can I go look for? Slow down. You have, you just got in the door. Another trick I've learned back when I was younger was be seen, right? Yeah, I agree with be that. Seen. That's a, that's a be, great, that's a great, great one. Go. Be, be seen, which that means be around, be around at the exits, be around in the office at off, like before the other people get in. You're 21, you're 22 years old. You've got nothing better to do. This is the time that you spend those extra hours in the office to put in the work to get to the point when you're our age that you don't have to be doing that. Otherwise, you could find yourself for the rest of your life not having that freedom because you stay in those lower level roles. Be seen, be around. Always raise your hand to ask for someone ask for help. No matter what department it's coming from, raise your hand. I agree. Like, again, if it requires you to be in on a Saturday or drive a player to another freaking city in the middle of the winter or go to Ottawa like I did or <laughs> have to, to transfer a guy from Scranton up to New York because they got called up, raise your hand. And do it with a smile on your face and leave the negativity at the door. This is what you've worked your whole life for, right? Is this opportunity. Nothing you do should be looked at as a downturn negative opportunity. Everything is an opportunity to prove yourself and make a name for yourself. The people who go and put the extra time in and make and are are seen, are positive, who work their ass off will accelerate and leave the other people behind. And you just do it with a smile on your face, you will stand out and the look, it's pretty much the cream like rises to the top. The people who just are going to be curmudgeons. And we talked about this. The attrition rate in sports is extremely high because those folks are like, well, I'm only making $22,000 and I'm working 60 hours a week and I have to make 100 phone calls or I have to be at all these community relations appearances and then in a mascot. You don't, Then it's the wrong industry for you. It's the wrong industry for you. If you don't enjoy doing it then, it's not going to be good for the rest of your career. Right. We were just talking about that have been spending until 11 o'clock at night working, right? So... One of the things that I like that you say is cross-departmental raising your hand. Hey, we've got an, uh, an, uh, an event coming up when we used to can do events, but when we can do events again, like, hey, got an event coming up, need somebody just to help pass out stuff, direct traffic, that kind of stuff. If you do that, be like, yeah, I'll help out. Like, it's like, oh, yeah, Chris guy, that guy will help, right? Jump in the mascot suit if you right. have to. There is no task too menial for you. And if you think like, oh, I'm above an intern, like, Nobody is. Nobody is. Pull the tarp. If you're the person that's up there eating the pizza post game, but everyone else is cleaning up, again, don't be that guy or girl. That's when you get immediately labeled as that guy or girl who is not a team player. So I think standing out more more than just results, and like that comes from doing your job and doing your job well, is being an extreme team player and doing it with a smile on your face. I, I agree. And also, when you're real, what you're tasked to do, right, whether you're in marketing or community relations or whatever, make sure you go and do it great. Example, <clears throat> one of the things when I came to Pawtucket that they didn't do a lot of was between inning promotions. It was more old school and, you know, we just kind of do baseball stuff. And I said, all right, um, what if we didn't do that? <laughs> And we did more minor league stuff. And a promotion that we did in Omaha was called Hurl the Pearl. So with Hurl the Pearl, a truck drives around between an inning. It's got a sunroof. And fans buy softy baseball 
and chuck them onto the field and try and get them into the sunroof. And if you get them in the sunroof, you win a prize, right? And me telling this to Larry Lucchino was like, what are we going to do? And and it's like, what do you mean, what are we going to do? You just got to trust me on this. And you're the new guy, right? And it's like, okay. So when he gives you the hesitant fine, then it was like, oh, boy, I got to do this, right? So what did we do? We turned around. I found a 50000 you know, a big a, a big. Uh, sponsor for it, right? To provide the vehicle, um, and on that day, it was like, who's going to buy these things? No one's going to do this. The fans don't want any of this crap. I got so much pushback uh, about these things. No one wants to do this. This is ridiculous. We're not single A, um, and I took all that as I have this. Uh, my wife says it. I have, I have this thing called "F you, watch me," right? And um, so I said in my mind, "F you, watch me," and uh, we had a we sell them in a shopping cart, <laughs> and uh, I we sold the shopping cart out uh, the first game, and it took off like wildfire in Pawtucket, and now it is one of, if not the most, uh, the best, most popular uh, between inning promotions. But that was saying like, "All right, go ahead, there's your chance," and then you got to go and like crush it, right? And now it's something. Uh, bigger and better. Not that that always happens that way, but at least an example of one of the things. And I wasn't new in my career, right? I was probably 12, 15, whatever it was, years in. And uh, yeah, you're man. new to your job. It's the but same. I was new to my job. Concept. Same thing. Same thing. It's the exact same thing. Everyone's always out there. You always have to prove yourself. It doesn't matter. Again, it doesn't matter where you've been, what you've done. Everyone in that front office has got a story, and they're there for the same reason, right? So you need to do what it takes to then stand out from the crowd at whatever organization you currently end up at. Right. It's, and it's, it's also going back to that thing is like when you throw the ball and you miss it, you need a whole staff to pick them up. Clean it right? up. So, like puck. yeah. And I was damn sure that I didn't miss any of them. Right. Like of course. if I, if we did this, I was going to be right there with you. Of course you miss occasional, some of them, but, um, I was I, I made sure that as many times as I could, I was out there. And if I missed five the entire year, that would be a lot, right? So I wanted to make sure that I was out there standing with people uh, that we were we were going to do that. Not that it's braggadocious. I just felt like no, it's, we're going to do this. They have to do it. You do it, right? I right. was the vice president. I was on the ice on, in a suit, bending down and picking up chuckle pucks and throwing them in a garbage can. Then you're in the you're in the shower washing them off from all the crap that's on the ice from the players' spit. It's disgusting. And, and I never thought of them. that. That's gross. Oh, it's disgusting. <laughs> but, <laughs> but you did it in the shower. In, we brought them into the shower to wash them all off because you would then have to go sell them to the people the next because they went on the ice. Like it's gross. So <laughs> uh, it's yeah, it's disgusting. Chuck a puck is disgusting, disgusting promotion. But to your point, it's the most popular thing because kids love to throw the pucks on the ice. Yeah, adults. But you need too. to be there with your stick. You need to be. Willing to jump in the mascot suit. You need to be willing to drive the player if someone needs to go. It doesn't matter what your position is. So if the vice president or the president like you are willing to do it, you best be damn sure as an entry-level person you're not above that. Yeah, like right. That's what you signed up for. This is the industry you work in. Get your get your hands dirty. Get your feet wet. So what's the – you're at FSM now, right? What's yep. the version of getting dirty at FSM? Because it's a hell of a lot different than getting dirty, quote-unquote, 
at a minor league with minor league team like me. Yes, yeah, so we don't do too much when it comes to the Red Sox games, but when they, when we have our events, so hurling, we had our, yeah. our hurling matches. We had to stand out and hand out programs to every entrance person that came in the door. I was standing out there, handing out pamphlets as people walked through the, the wind, the rain didn't matter. We're out. I was out there, hand, everybody, the whole staff. It's our event. Red Bull Crash Dice in February in Boston outside. We're all there, down on the freaking field, looking like we're in the tundra. We're there. It's not like, oh, I'm too big to be in this location. I shouldn't come to this event because I don't have to. I'm going to let the people that are younger go. We're there. We're all supporting everyone who has an initiative to going on. So that never changes. That's the what people just don't understand. And if it ever does, it's an organization you don't want to work for. You want people in the trenches with you, right? Like Yeah, right. That's a sign of a good organization if it doesn't matter who you are, that person standing next to you trying to accomplish what you're trying to accomplish. And standing out is not easy to thing to do, but it goes back to what we always say. Effort and attitude. Yeah, effort and attitude. We gotta get shirts. Comes full circle. Now we have well, we're on a network. We have to get shirts. We have to get some kind of swag. So we gotta we gotta we gotta put the they gotta have a shop feature on Blue Wire Podcast and we'd lead the league. We'd lead the league. We would. We would. I I, I mean Greg Olson's I want name, a shirt. But- I want a shirt. I want a shirt. I Greg Olson Smolson, he hasn't played in Battle Creek. Um, I want a shirt that just says like front office features, has like the blank mitten of Michigan, and then just has like a star and says Battle Creek, or a feral cat on the back, or or it all it's all about and then Battle, Battle Creek. Creek because it's true. We should go there. Like a front off, once front office features gets gigantic. Yeah, you can't even we come to Massachusetts. You can't even you can't even come to Massachusetts. You want to go to Michigan? Yeah, what the hell? Not now, <laughs> but like you know, imagine where we're going to be next year. Hopefully not in our basement. That's all I can say. <laughs> I hope not either. I hope not. Either. How's your deck? How's your deck? Not done. Ugh. Not done. Ugh. Yeah, it's taking forever. It's gonna. I saw be... the pictures. I By saw the way, progress. you can't buy decking anymore like they're out and like, everyone's I at home called, doing this everyone's i called because it's it. like i needed some extra pieces and they go it goes no they won't let us order it they're so far backed up you can't get decking stuff anyway uh homeowner problems not that our listeners are big homeowners yet but uh homeowner problems homeowner problems ba- ba- baby problems homeowner problems all coming it's all coming like a freight train but anyway yeah, well, we'll I'll get it done at some point. Well, sir, I think good place to wrap it up for our first ever Blue Wire Pods. Yeah, I, I can get behind that. Congratulations to you. I'm so glad no, that congr- you made the connection. Uh, you know, and this has been fun to do with you, and uh, this has been like, I don't know, just I still just like think about it. I was like, what? This is this is just way different than ever I thought. Uh, again, this was your baby, your idea, your concept all came together in a Starbucks on Brookline Avenue in, in Boston, right. Massachusetts. Sure did. We still have in the vault, which maybe we'll release on Blue Wire, the interview. That's right. We, I interviewed you like, cause I was just thinking like you would be a good I interview. I be a guest. So I got to find that one. It's probably deleted. If you're smart, you deleted it. 
No, I do remember though that uh, the EV, uh, EV John Clark, right? The EVP walked by. Uh, he goes, he like stopped. He walked by, like too. banged on the door. It's like, what the hell are you guys <laughs> doing? It's like Rob's starting this podcast thing. Is it up? When can I listen to it? A few months. He listens. He told me he listens. He's a listener. Clarky's the best. Clarky's the best. Minor league guy. Anyway, um, this is awesome. This is great. Uh, so. I think next week we probably will get like ad reads and all that good stuff, and you know, presented yeah. by Blue Wire Podcasts, and uh, oh yeah, pre-roll also, and post-roll. Like we're a thing, we're a thing, we're a thing. We're, we're also going to roll out, and we can announce this because we we've already started working on it. A partnership with San Diego State again. Yep. On a content partnership, and also it'll tie into what we're also going to announce next week, our other second announcement. And then uh, we also have a guest, San Diego State NBA alum. Super Bowl champion, Armand, from the Kansas City Chiefs, manager of business analytics, will be our first guest on Blue Wire Pods. That'd be, that's a good one. We haven't had an analytics uh, person yet. No, we haven't. And his he, the craziest part of his story, his first ever NFL game he ever attended was the Super Bowl. What? <laughs> Well, he's from Canada, so we'll, we'll preface it that. But he, he hey. went to the, the the Ravens Niners game where the lights went out. That was his first ever NFL game. Really? He had never been to an NFL game in his life. He went to the Super Bowl, and then now he's a Super Bowl champion. And uh, they got the, 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 there's a story about the ring and sizing for what because now they can't usually when you win in the ring, they come in and they size you. They sent everybody at home kits to get the ring sized and send that in. But Super Bowl rings are gargantuan too by the way i mean they're absurdly massive they make up my world series ring look like a cracker jack ring world super bowl rings but is that uh, a humble brag well, my just my world series ring i should say it's your two world series rings. my world series rings uh so <laughs> <laughs> i have a pacific coast league championship ring uh that is really small i so here's this is my thought on that though any championship you win in the business with any ring. I don't care. The size of the ring is awesome. Because yeah, I agree. It was great. It's what else? Why else do we work in this business if it's not to eventually win something, right? Like it's that's part. Yeah, but anyway, Armand is a, is a great interview. Totally different topic than we ever talked about. Great story. How he took a role that he had and turned it into something else within an NFL franchise, which is really hard to do. So he will be our first ever Blue Wire Pods interview that will unveil next tuesday can't wait this is great bart scott hashtag yeah they were gonna go play the steelers that next week and then they got their ass kicked well it's the jets so yeah right so the uh amy's a jets fan i'm a steelers fan every time the jets play the steelers it's called the crane bowl so uh you win that bowl every time i'm pretty sure uh no except the crane bowl that we went to in pittsburgh uh which was i don't know probably 2000 10 or 11. I don't know. Was, when was the that Sanchez? It was, Sanchez? it was Sanchez year. And it was one of the greatest sports experiences of my life leading up to it. And then um, then the Steelers lost to the Jets at home. It was unbelievable. Anyway. And then we got a, we got a, we got inbound requests from G League like presidents to come on our podcast now. That's right. You're doing uh, we got to figure that out. Anyway, um all great. We're doing good. Mazel tov, sir. Congrats. Congrats. Cheers. Um, cheers to with my polar seltzer. All right.
Later. Later.